This is the Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, Episode 9. Welcome to the Wizards Nightshirt. This is episode number nine. I'm Will, and here with me are Rebecca. Hello. And Scott. Hi. At the Wizards Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing He-Man, season one, episode five, She-Demon of Phantos. The air date was September 15th, 1983. And in this episode, Skeletor is taking control of Queen Elmora, ruler of the moon of Phantos, and is forcing her to supply him with a powerful metal called Photanium. So before we start, though, anybody have anything they would like to share about what they've been up to in the world? Any new business? So my, my only chit-chat is my chair is very squeaky, so if you hear it, I'm sorry, because it's very creaky. Okay. Okay. And speaking of creaking chairs uh, yes speaking of uncomfortable chairs <laughs> yeah I, I had to sit through uh two hours of beauty and the beast from uh, an elementary school production so um i would say that that anytime that you go to a production i mean it's a the production the kids did well you know it was good the the, the seating is just terrible like you get in 15 minutes in your back starts to hurt your leg goes numb and you're like all right now i have to sit here for another two hours well, especially when you're going there pretty much just to see your child and you don't care too much yeah. about everybody else, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah, pretty much, yeah. And she was in it for about a good um, uh, two minutes out of the out of the two hours. So, so it was a good, exciting two minutes, and she was really excited and enjoyed it a lot. So it was it was fun. I had to make her costume and everything though, so that was like <laughs> spent a good four hours making a tutu and a headband. Four hours. Uh, tutu and a headband for what character in Beauty and the Beast? Uh, she was a sugar cube. Okay. Um, during um, be our uh, guest. Be our guest. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So they had forks and knives, and they so the kindergartners. Uh, my daughter's in kindergarten. Uh-huh. Um, and kindergartners. The boys were salt and pepper shakers, and the girls were sugar cubes. Uh-huh. So they they danced around in the front. And then they had they had everyone else, you know, dishes and all the the forks and spoons and stuff. The important question is, the costume that you made, did it compare favorably to the costumes other parents made? Oh, I would say I would say it was it was one of the uh, it was it was a good one. I wouldn't okay. say I wouldn't say better. I, I, they, they, a lot of people did a good job, but my my tutu, I spent a little bit extra time, so it was a little bit more full. And I, probably, I probably went. I probably went a little overboard uh-huh. with with the with the uh, the fluffiness of it. There is no such thing as a too much fluffiness in a tutu. That, 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 that's thinking. what I was thinking. I'm like, yeah. man, I, I should make it more fluffy. I should buy more stuff now, to make it more fluffy. How does one evoke a sugar cube in like a dress? Like, what a weird character to have chose, chosen for the dinner. Well, I mean, I would think like like obviously they're not gonna put them in like like cardboard boxes painted white, like because you can't dance in that. But how how did how do you look like a sugar cube when you're dressed in like a little tutu? What, uh, what so was so sugar she cube she was esque? wearing full white, so okay. white white tights, a white uh, like you know uh, bodysuit, and then she was wearing a white tutu with like sparkles and glitter, and just to say that. There is glitter everywhere in my house, <laughs> just from that thing. It just—I just got. It was just—it's like someone dumped glitter. It was—it's like a little kid ran around with a thing, a jar full of glitter, and just was like spraying my house. <laughs> it was just everywhere. So, so your house is definitely more shiver than He Man right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lots of, lots of glitter. Yeah, I was—I'm probably ate most of it. You know. <laughs> Well, what I want to figure out is what value you got out of that. So you said you put in, I'm going to do a quick calculation. You said you put in four hours of uh, costume making. So we're up to 240 minutes. And then the show itself was 120 minutes. Um, So you got .005 value out of that. Ever. Oh, just to see her for two minutes. Yeah, um, yeah, but it was it it was a it was a really good two minutes. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. She's got a bright future in the, in, <laughs> in the, okay. in, in the musical industry. Okay. <laughs> we, we were talking about a He-Man episode, so I feel like we've got, we've got some fluff here. But right before we get into it, I did want to mention that um, loyal listeners might recall that a couple of weeks ago we were talking about uh, a great mystery, whether or not the Tootsie Roll teddy bear exists. Um, and I just want to let everybody know that if you stick around to the end of the episode, we're going to revisit this. This is a hot case. I've put <laughs> put some detectives on it on our social media accounts. We have some promising leads, and I would, I'm eager to prove Scott and Rebecca wrong for doubting me. Yes. <laughs> right, I'm still doubting you. The Tootsie <laughs> Roll people. teddy bear, you mean a teddy bear with loops on its not hair in which you are supposed to slide Tootsie Rolls. That is crazy. It's curlers, right? It's a, it's, 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 curlers. it's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's a, so, so it's like a, it's like a it's like a cat lady became a bear and then you That's put exactly Tootsie right. Rolls That's exactly right. into its hair. Yeah, it's a kind of it's a kind of teddy bear that have like a bread pin that chases paper boys off her stoop. Oh, there it might you go, be like yeah. oh, and, oh, and that makes sense. Okay, yeah. I I got you. Okay. What you wear was it wearing a nightgown, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. It was like a um pink terry cloth robe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that, yeah. that, is, that is a lot more vivid picture okay. than I'm thinking, yeah. It's good. Okay. All right. Well, um, speaking of beasts, um, we should probably talk about Skeletor, who is hijacking the Phantonium shipments from Phantos. Um, so before we start getting really heavy into the episode, can we talk about our overall thoughts? Anything anybody want to share off the bat about this one? You know, this was really a tough episode, I think, for uh, for plot purposes. Because if I had to make a list of things that are of interest to children, I would put, like, ore mining and <laughs> metalworking and, you know, like, the making of ingots, like, pretty far down there on the list. Like, he, he made... You're not it, into smelting? I don't think, I don't think so. Hey, little kids like, aren't into smelting. If the kids like anything, it's metallurgical arts. Like, I, I'm just pretty sure, like, that's a hard sell for most kids, I would imagine, is just getting them to care about a particular type of metal. Yeah, I don't know they necessarily would have followed that those ore shipments are going to turn into weapons. I, that's true. Yeah, that, that's a lot there for kids. Well, well they, they they kind of explained it when 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 um when he she was talking to Man at Arms, like mm-hmm. he said that they and then and then he kind of made the the metal that was given to him mm-hmm. into weapons. So I don't know. You, I I guess you kind of let a, a little bit of conclusion there, but yeah, maybe, maybe at first they were a little bit like whatever. I mean, it's a good sci-fi or fantasy story because obviously ore and mining very rich topic throughout mm-hmm. all all sorts of you know science fiction history. You know, however, I just think it might have been a little more fun if Skeletor would have like hijacked the trampoline planet or something. Like, or just made it. Yeah, trampoline planet. <laughs> I'm going to use these trampolines to bounce into Eternia. <laughs> like I don't know what he would do with them, but you know, <laughs> Beastman, watch me do a flip. <laughs> I don't know how he would like parlay that into like evil plans or taking over the universe. Jump but... between moons and evil lands like two at a time. Don't jump while Beastman's laying on the ground. You're gonna hurt him. Take off your shoes. What's your problem? <laughs> You're gonna ruin that trampoline. Don't hold hands. Also, um, I feel like we're finally getting kind of a Tila showcase. I feel like. They're kind of trying to introduce what we're going to see from Tila, and I'm not sure I'm totally happy with it. I'm glad she's more in the stories, but I think what we're going to see is a little sister who doesn't want to be left out all the time. She's constantly going to be like, but I want to go, and then sneaking onto their missions. I feel like we're going to see that a lot. Yeah, I have some I have some opinions about that and how, and how Tila got shafted in this episode, but we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, also, Scott's favorite thing... Completely new people introduced with no context whatsoever. Oh, yeah, yeah, I loved it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so we don't know any of these people. We don't know how we're supposed to feel I'm, about I, them. As, as, as soon as uh, what's-his-name appeared with the metal arm there, I, was, I had to look him up. Yeah. I'm like, who yeah. is that? Oh, yeah, I don't even remember that toy. Strong arm, and it just, I did a quick search. This is this is his only episode, so enjoy him while he's here. Serious? And was he even a toy? Mm, I don't think so. That is yeah. so funny. We did get a um, Master of the Universe toy that had the same concept uh fisto but he was just like a good guy version of him that that must have been where that came from i don't know one big strong hand i don't know he was kind of cool yeah Uh, no he's pretty cool he has spikes for hair and you know i don't know what was wrong with him 
Yeah. He was kind of um maybe 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 they left him on the moon. <laughs> he was kind of, I was going to think like he came in and he had too many diva demands. He was like, you know, he he did he wanted better food in the green room or whatever. <laughs> well, he J- did the voice of him is what you're saying? <laughs> I meant the actual guy. <laughs> They're like, we got to kill this guy. He he wants like 100 bucks instead of like this guy I pay 50. He wants us to call him strong arm in real life. <laughs> we are not gonna he kind of was, he was pretty enterprising. He might've done too good a job to be a henchman. He, he did. He actually was more successful than most. Yeah, oh yeah. Strong arm got ambitious yeah. and that's why we never saw him. He goes to like the DeVry Institute on Phantos and then we never hear from him again. Cause he's like doing evil studies. Well, Skeletor does just pop out at the end. He just, he just kind of bail on everybody. Maybe, uh, uh, Merman made it back, but uh, Strongarm did not. <laughs> yeah, he just stopped calling him. Yeah. So Rebecca, you were talking about um, how you were surprised this was a moon. Uh, so I guess you were like petting the dog or something. But they had a really cool shot where they showed. I the- saw planets. I just did not notice it was a moon around another planet, and the moon was where we like zoomed into. Okay, they were just planets for fun. They were just a fantasy setting. I mean, I knew it was another planet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, they didn't explain where it was in relation to Eternia. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, you go through a portal. It doesn't even matter where. It could it's be a different space. dimension. It doesn't mm-hmm. even matter. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, 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 quiz me on my moon geography over here. <laughs> like, excuse me, I didn't know you were a moontology professor over here. Jeez. Can I come out now? On Phantos, uh, we're opening in the throne room, and He-Man and Man-at-Arms are just playing around with all the weapons, and I'm wondering how long they were doing that, and the Queen had us in there politely <laughs> while they tried them all out. It did seem like a long time. <laughs> they were really having fun. <laughs> just, hey, well, wait a minute, we gotta try this one out. She's like, come on, it's been like four hours. <laughs> Well, they don't have any nerf or anything. They just, when they want to try stuff out for fun, they have to do the real thing. And and, and this weapon that they were practicing with, too, like, I don't know, is, is there a technical term for, like, a, a knife sword mounted onto a gun? I don't know, but it was the most, like, little boy it's idea a, I'd ever it's seen. It's just a bayonet, right? It's a you huge just, bayonet, you just, but... Can, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not a laser gun, so they might call it something different. Like an yeah, axe I was rifle say it, or something. It did have yeah. a... Did have I'm a sure laser. in the He-Man world it was called something cooler. Also, it was kind of curved like a almost like a scimitar but not mm-hmm. either. It it was a it was an interesting little gadget. Do you, do, you, do you think that it's like like an infomercial after they do sword fighting they like cut tomatoes with it? <laughs> <laughs> to make sure it's that sharp. If they would have thought of it, I'm sure they'd made her wait while they did that. Um, uh, yeah, they would have thought of it. They would have had Tila peeling to p- uh, the potatoes <laughs> at the end of the episode <laughs> with her punishment. True. Uh, She's like, it's least, at, at least it's Phantos or what, what's what's the metal called? Photanium. Photanium. Yeah, at I least it's Photanium. <laughs> um, Mainly Darms is a real jerk to everybody. Uh, when they were doing that play fighting, did was I seeing correctly all Prince Adam had was the shield? Like, so when he proposed this, he says, I'm going to get the axe rifle. You hold this and I'm just going to shoot at you for a while. <laughs> and we're going to see if it works. It's how he works out his aggressions. <laughs> He has a lot of a lot of feelings bottled up, and this is how he, he gets rid of them. Well, he's testing the strength of the shield, right? Though, <laughs> yeah, I guess well, the shield was photanium too. I would assume. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you it know. broke and Prince Adam died, then <laughs> then oh, we'll, well. Yeah. we'll get it from somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, we'll get another Prince Adam. <laughs> no big loss. I wonder if uh, if uh, Man at Arms ever considered it. If I had that sword, I would be He Man. I don't know. Well, no, he. You know what? Man at Arms seems pretty comfortable with who he is. Yeah. Do Do, do you think he takes a sword in while while Prince Adam's sleeping, and he's like, "By the power of Grayskull," <laughs> and then it doesn't do, do anything. <laughs> yeah, we, I don't, has he ever been tempted to do that? Probably. He's done it once. Everybody has done that once. Well, o- only the people that know him, though. So there's not. Oh, Orko I mean, has definitely done yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If you, it would be very hard to resist, just for scientific purposes, you wouldn't want the responsibility of being He Man's. Like, I just want to see if I turn into him real quick. Do you think? Do you think if Orko did that, he would just turn into Shadow Weaver? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be confusing for him, most of all, and everyone else. That is really funny. 
thinking about that. There was an Ask Reddit thread this week about like, um, what's something that you do like on a weekly basis, but you would be embarrassed to admit it. And more than one person said, you know what? I like, I know this is really stupid, but like sometimes I think that like I practice, like I'll kind of like get a running start and just see if I can fly. Like it's today that I is today the day that I'm gonna be able to fly. I swear to you, more than one person was like, "Yeah, I do that too." Like you do that, I do that. So like, if people but who are just regular, I have so many questions. folks <laughs> in the world, do they jump off of things thinking that they can fly? Somebody said that they did, or they just kind of like run and then try to jump. And one then... guy had this story about it being this beautiful, pristine white snow day, and he was like coming home drunk from a party late at night, and he was like, "If this is the time, I'm gonna figure out I can fly. It's gonna be right now." And it, they were all variations on that theme. So, it's just the thing of you got to try it. You, you got to try, gotta it, try it. You no. don't know that you don't have super You don't know that you can't fly unless you try to fly. <laughs> so I think that's the same thing with the power of gray skulls, you know, holding the sword up. You're like, well, I don't know that I'm not the same as He-Man. And I got to do that. Let me try it one time. Well, it's funny to think that He-Man yeah, okay. who can turn into He-Man. I wonder if he gets jealous of Stratos and even He-Man's like, I wonder if I can fly. It's like it's, I could do that. It's the one thing well, he if, hasn't asked to do. That he I mean, can't do. if he can punch or anything, I'm sure that maybe he could try. He could fly. He can. He would leap. punch something and then he would fly backwards. Well, he jumped up at that. No, sorcerers had to help him hit that meteor in the first episode, so yeah, he can't true. fly. Oh wow! He, that's the only thing he can't do. That's kind of sad. <laughs> Maybe if he gets to that trampoline world, he can probably fly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he's going to get launched. <laughs> or it's going to be like He-Man Top Gun, and he's going to have to just learn how to fly planes because this sea dude's not enough. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sure he could he could flap his wings really fast because he spin his arms really fast. Oh, his, like, his traps are so wide that yeah. they're like wings, and he can just... He could, he, could, he could just bat them around. Oh, yeah, and then if go. he's wearing, like, his gym shirt, which is like, got big armholes cut out, it can kind of, like, <laughs> catch the wind. It's, like, billowing in the wind, and so he'll, like, get a little lift it's on mesh. it. It's mesh. It won't work. Stratos, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> like, Stop it, He-Man. Yes, you have outdone yourself, Elmora. So did anybody feel like Skeletor picked some weird henchmen for this mission? Merman and... Uh, Strong arm, strong arm. Well, I guess strong arm's okay, but why merman? He's just there. But he's, yeah, I know. He, see, he, he seems do? he seems pretty weird for this. That was an odd choice. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I triclops would have been better. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know what merman's advantage is. Maybe and, he was available. Well, it's even more of an afterthought because I don't know if you paid attention, but he had no lines the entire episode. Yeah, I, I did notice that like with some of the lesser toys, like if the voice actor wasn't around or whatever, or they just didn't feel like it, they'll have them in the scene, but they won't say mm-hmm. anything. Which I think I prefer. They're fun to see on screen. It is pretty funny, but then, yeah, it, it was like, I, I don't, we didn't hear Stratos talk Correct. at all today. Right, him. so he, he did it, and then... I guess Merman didn't talk either. Although, like we discussed, Strongarm, who was being a diva, you know, <laughs> did have a couple of good lines, and he was really trying to, like, you know, make hay out of it. Forever. I could be a good toy. Pick me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can go in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a um, a guaranteed good toy right there. The ones that can go in the bathtub? Yeah, yes. <laughs> what makes a good bathtub toy? Obviously one that can go in water. Yeah. One that is more based in water so like a oh, submarine a okay yeah yeah more themed water i would assume i would guess like no gratuitous holes that water could get in and then never get out of probably yeah yeah that's that, that, that's a problem with squirty toys uh you because they just say like that's what they're made yeah for, so but. yeah well that's what they're made for but the problem is, is if you leave it and then um kids don't clean it out or whatever mm-hmm. black mold go, grows inside black of it mold. yeah That's the worst so mold. so then so then when they're squirting it weeks later they're squirting like black mold oh water. my god <laughs> have you had this happen at your house uh no well we usually uh, we usually either get rid of them after a while or clean them out well or you can if you want to keep them you just cut a hole in them which defeats <sighs> the purpose of them being a squirty toy Okay. Because then you can clean them out or whatever. And then, like, six months later, she's like, Daddy, where's baby spit up? We don't know where she is. 
You know, I have some really hazy, foggy memories of, like, taking toys into the bathtub or a bucket of water that should not go there. Because, like, you know when you hear that glick, 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 and then, like, the bubbles come up, you're like, oh, man, something just got waterlogged. (laughs) Barbie is not coming up from this. (laughs) She's sinking. She's done for. Yeah, there's it's, it's a good explanation to explain to a little kid that since it has batteries, it cannot go oh, into the yeah, bathtub. Yeah. Like that dinosaur roars, it cannot go in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Skeletor has given me all the protection I need. <laughs> Did Skeletor have to make the queen old to control her? Yeah, what was with her eye too? Like <laughs> it made her like hideous. That was that was just delightfully weird and sadistic because you know obviously she's like a babe before and then he shoots her with this crone ray like out of his <laughs> eyes I guess and have this screwed up reptile eye yeah like she got one big eye and one little eye like squinting and then like lines in her face and then like Bonnie Raitt hair like and that is how she became haggard although I have to say I love what the voice actor did I was gonna talk about that yeah her old lady voice her crone voice was fantastic well it got kind of country (laughs) hey man I can't I know you're Skeletor, He-Man. And then I gotta say, with that whole scene too, with uh, um, oh gosh, what was her name? Uh, Queen Elmora. Elmora. Yeah. Like I love how in the very beginning, like you know, we were already talking about how they were just like being like terrible and just like sporting with their weapons forever mm-hmm. and ever. And you just imagine her getting so bored, and they're just like so terrible at reading a room and reading a mood because like clearly she was upset about something and I'm like aren't you gonna ask her what she's upset about and then they're just looking at each other like come on like I'm done playing and so <laughs> they the asked pro- her as an afterthought like mommy is mad but they weren't too concerned about no, they, they, they no, 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 no Prince Adam Prince Adam made a point to say something and man arms like different. shut up man yeah. leave her alone <laughs> don't ask her we about her feelings she's got her own problems <laughs> <laughs> do you want these robots or not we need the metal. Stop it. <laughs> are you sure these weapons are made out of photanium? I'm positive. I made them myself from the ore we brought back from Phantos. I just want to point out that Orko uh, and Tila were the only two who n- were questioning the ore immediately once uh, Made at Arms was showing off the new materials back on Eternia. Yeah, that's true, because what uh, Skeletor replaced the... Uh, Photanium ore with like he he switched the shipments around. I love how this time Skeletor's scheme is not a gadget, but it's just like a shipping manifest or like it's just, <laughs> it's just like shipping and receiving evilry, which is hilarious. Like that that's also hard for a kid to get their head around. Like it's like you mean the cargo manifest was inaccurate? I can't believe it. Like. This is these are not uh, uh, topics that are terribly exciting to children, I would think. The yeoman of that frigate will answer for this. <laughs> right. <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. But um yeah, so you're right. Orko was not totally worthless in this episode. And not to jump ahead here to the moral, but um you know, for an episode where the moral was about safety, Man at Arms was awfully committed to, like, no, Tila, strap on that shield and we're going to go at this a little more. I swear, this this armor is totally fine. <laughs> it's like crumbling before her eyes and, like, in her hands. Yeah, no, it's all right. And within that, uh, when Sorceress is flying over uh, Man at Arms, that's all he needs to know that the, there was something going there was something going wrong with Phantos like he can't see that he was possibly conned or anything like it must be an omen from the sorceress that's the only reason this armor couldn't be working yes which as we've all also discussed uh you know man at arms is just seeing birds and just claiming it's always sorceress you know he's just, <laughs> he's just really into birds he's like she's trying to give me a message again <laughs> like that's just a pigeon, man. That's just, just, just a pigeon. It's not even a falcon. <laughs> There's a bunch of them around here, but they give me commands. <laughs> you, might, you might need to take a nap or go to sleep for a little while. You're seeing things. The falcon. We must go to Grayskull. I have something to talk to Adam about. Would you excuse us, please? Of course, Father. 
I'll get some help and clean up this mess. And did, did Prince Adam need to whisper to Man at Arms that it's He Man time? I mean, it looked awfully rude to do that in front of Tila. I'm just, it, here's where I gotta talk about how we have treated Tila in this episode, okay? Alright, so we know that Tila um, was so upset about the fact that she was left in charge of summoning uh, the, I guess, castle security and getting everybody together when they were going to go confront Skeletor. She did not like being left behind because she thought Adam was going to get to go. And then she was upset because they're like, we're going to go find He-Man. And then this is why we need to hashtag tell Tila because (laughs) it was not fair. That was not fair. She was not happy, and she got bus left, um, which was what your kids in your school called it. When, <laughs> yes. you, when you missed the bus, you got bus left. She got bus I, left. I, I also, like, I don't know if you guys noticed, when they when when the attack track left, the little smoke cloud, like, went around her. I saw that. <laughs> it was just extra pitiful. It was, and I was so upset about that. I was like, now, see, what do y'all think is going to happen? Like, you think Taylor's just going to stand there and take it? She's not, Okay. And then for her to get scolded when it was found out later, after she saved him from a jam, I might add. Prince Adam did thank her, though, at least. He did. And then, of course, later the queen thanks her for like, hey, Tila, I'm glad you were here because, you know, you helped me. But then, you know, Man-at-Arms was like, like, Feel them taters. (laughs) I told you. I told you to stay. And then for He-Man, what? Okay, here's the thing. In, In Eternia... Tila and Prince Adam are like contemporaries and Prince Adam is a real dope and a turd. However, when Prince Adam transforms into He-Man, suddenly he's got the authority of like 10 grandfathers and he gets to freaking scold her like he's her dad. He's like, you shouldn't have disobeyed, Tila. I'd be like, don't you tell Tila what to do. I got mad. Yeah, Tila's captain of the guard. Yeah. She has she has authority. He-Man's kind of a rogue element. They're just yeah. indulging. He's not... I mean, like, men-at-arms can tell her that. You don't get to tell her that, He-Man. You ain't nobody. I mean, it, it also you, looks like I'm a... I'm just mad. I'm getting riled up just thinking about it. <laughs> well, it looks like a real a boys club because... To Tila, when she sees Prince Adam whisper in Man-at-Arms' ear, she doesn't know Prince Adam's saying, hey, it's He-Man time. Uh... To her, it probably looks like he wants to have some dude talk. Like, Prince Adam's like, how do you know if a girl likes you? Or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and then, and then they're like... How do you like that football game? <laughs> we need to talk about dude stuff, Tila. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tila said, Tila's so pitiful and conditioned, she's like, it's like, oh, right, I'll clean up this mess. Did you hear her say that? Yeah, yeah. That's pitiful. She's going to have so much to talk about in therapy because... Her mother's not around. Man at Arms raises her, and Man at Arms treats Prince Adam better than his own daughter. Pitiful. Tila deserves better. Hashtag tell Tila. That's right. Tell her. Tell, tell her. her what's going on. Tell her everything. It's fine. She can know. Orko knows. She can know. And it, she's about to be a problem if they don't tell her. Yeah. Saying. Well, oh, I, I don't understand either. When she comes through and sees it's just He Man, where the why did she go? Where the hell's Prince Adam? <laughs> she says that sometimes about things, and I think she just gets tired of it. Like I, I know we're seeing a Shira episode where she's like, "Where's Adora?" And they're like, "Don't worry about it." She's like, "I don't even know. Just whatever. Let's just go home." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are all things she'll bring up to her therapist. I'm sure. Yeah. And you're gonna turn around and be man at arms, her therapist. <laughs> Did you finish peeling them taters? <laughs> yes, so um, our crew is now going to confront Skeletor on Phantos. Um, Why don't you tell us about who the crew includes? Well, Stratos is there, although as we, we've discussed, he doesn't have any lines. Can you tell me why I have a note that says Stratos and there's an arrow and then it says VFT? With slash laser beams. What the? What? What? What is that? Um, what was I talking about on my notes? I don't know because they had a lizard man with them. They also had a lizard Are man. Are you talking about when they go into? They go through that portal to yeah. to go to Phantos. Yes, when they're walking in a single file line. <laughs> I said there were two toys I didn't know, but then I realized okay, one is Stratos, and then the other is the lizard. Yeah. Did he have it? What's his name? I think it's Lizard Man, from what I could tell from the toy that I they looked They have at. a lizard, and his name is Lizard Man? That <laughs> yeah, is the worst. They, the they have a merman. <laughs> Rebecca, they have a man whose name is He-Man, okay? <laughs> it doesn't get better for human beings. 
You have a male human who is obviously He-Man. But they have good names for uh, other people. Man at Arms. That's a good name. <laughs> right. They have a skeleton who is Skeletor. Why couldn't Lizard Man be like Man of Scales? That's a little haughty and for then a Lizard he can... Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think Lizard Man can't aspire to the better? Like, he could go on to be a lawyer well, and, and, and dispense justice. Well, I hesitated to bring this up because it's a little in the weeds, but I did a little research on Lizard Man just looking up his action figure, and it says that Lizard Man um, is often discriminated against by his uh, snakekin cousins uh, over in the Shira world. So he's from that clan of snakes and reptiles, but he's an oddity. He's a good guy, and he's shunned. So there's, there's there's a little tragic note for you. Yeah, so maybe Lizard Man doesn't need to be dismissed with his name Lizard Man. Uh, Lizard Man handed himself very very well. Lizard Man had more lines than Merman in this episode. <laughs> this is true, yeah, yeah. Merman, whose face is perpetually shocked and distraught, if you noticed. His mouth's always hanging open and his eyes are gigantic. He's just upset. He, he, just, just, uh, he doesn't have eyelids. There's just horror everywhere he looks. Elmora, your magic is evil now. But we will help you. We will free you and Phantos in spite of Skeletor's wickedness. And that's where they run into Queen Elmora, who is um, chronified. And and under Skeletor's spell, as Sorceress has helpfully told us. She turns into, like, giant plants and tries to eat Stratos. And she's saying... Oh, VFT. Venus flytrap. She summoned a Venus flytrap, and it had laser beams. If I was in college and I tried to borrow your notes, and it said VFT for for Venus flytrap, I'd be very upset because I would not to, pass my test. If you try to borrow my notes, I'd be like, "You should have come to the class yourself." <laughs> you guys had an agreement. That, that's, that's what it the is. problem was. I would go to class, but I couldn't read my handwriting when I was done. I took lots of lots of notes, but I get home and they look like crop circles. Because of my regular handwriting, but also my falling asleep, sketchy demon writing. So I would always just have to borrow somebody's notes. And then I would judge their notes after they <laughs> let me borrow them. It's like, oh, they were not let paying attention. Let me tell you, I was so good at taking notes that I was in two different courses um, enlisted to be a note taker for disabled student services. Where wow. I would literally take my notes on carbon copy paper to give to the students who could not take notes through disabled student services. I was an expert note taker and my notes were beautiful, but VFT with laser beams is what I have here. So like a lot long time has passed since that happened. This is a shame school. I didn't have access to your notes and I think we only took like one class together in college, I think. That was just I did I don't even remember. Not at undergrad. That's not important. Yeah. <laughs> I did not take any classes with you guys because you guys were in the South. <laughs> yeah, we were learning about how to wring chickens' necks and stuff. And, yeah. Well, I, I learned that at home, but Will had to go to college to learn that. <laughs> no, yeah, whatever. There's a, there's a proper way to do it. <laughs> a college way. You sneak up on it. That's the important part. Otherwise, you get pecked to pieces. <laughs> Work up a good holler. <laughs> And it's three stamps. One stamp to show the chicken you in charge. Two stamp to tell him you're coming. Three stamp for fun. <laughs> Yeehaw. You gotta cut that head clean. You leave a little bit of that brain, he's gonna run around like a demon. <laughs> they will do that. Not that I know from experience, but they will. <laughs> Speaking of bumpkins, that's when we see Queen Elmora show up with her country voice for the first time. She's like, I'm gonna kill you, or whatever she says. <laughs> I don't remember it that way, but that sounds very... Uh, uh, enemies of the realm. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I loved her Well, that's voice. when Tila pops up and uh, uses her little blaster, and He-Man's like, you shouldn't have done that, Tila, but appreciate it. And Man at Arms is like, we'll talk about this later, daughter. She gonna do what she gonna do, Man at Arms. There's Merman, one of Skeletor's crowd. It wasn't too complicated to get into the throne room. Basically, Skeletor's people thought that they had won, so they left. Then He-Man's like, all right, so let's just go there now. And they yeah. went to the throne room. And they went to the throne room. And I love how multiple times in this episode, Skeletor is taunting the queen, and he calls her, my beauty. Like, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, because that is, like, catty in a way that a grown man skeleton 
shouldn't <laughs> be, but is. And I really, really liked that. He called her that like two different times, which I think is very funny. Oh, I can't wait for her to see He-Man and see what happens when she thinks he is you. <laughs> they were able to overcome Skeletor because Tila gave Queen Elmora a little pep talk about believing in her spirit and her good magic. And then the queen figured out that He-Man was the only one who could break out of her chain spell. So she put Skeletor and He-Man in the chains. He-Man popped out and they left Skeletor in chains and uh, they told Skeletor that he'll be in chains forever unless he undoes the spell. So he undoes the spell and then He-Man just cuts the chains on Skeletor and Skeletor's like, peace. He cackles like Skeletor and just throws his head back <laughs> and just laughs like he's just having the greatest time and he was just like very pleased with this turn of events. Like he knew it was gonna happen. Like He-Man freed him and he's like gone. Yeah. Well they don't treat him like uh, a terrorist. They treat him like a, a naughty boy. Like Skeletor's being naughty. He's just making it annoying for us. Like They really should have put him in prison. They had him in chains. So they, we know they had some sarcophagi lying around. <laughs> some uh, uh, super strong ones. They could have just put him in that. Um, okay, also, can you guys answer this question? Because maybe I just was not paying attention, which is possible. <laughs> possible. Okay, at that last scene there, when everything is like wrapping up, Stratos appears. And so he's been rescued. Who rescued him? Because Man-at-Arms and Lizard-Man rescues Battle Cat. Where did Stratos get rescued? How did he get I rescued? Think I, think, I, I, think, I think he was there also. He was in the same cell. Oh, we just didn't really see. Because I mean, he was in the same general where, area. Where, where, when they rescue Battle Cat and you see them hanging up the people, the Stratos is just there. Oh, okay. Okay, so, you, so he was I, just kind of in just, the background, and I just yeah, didn't. he was probably in a cell next to Battle Cat. Okay, I can accept that. I just saw him appear in the throne room at the end, and I was like, "Well, where did that happen?" Like, I was not noticing. Well, they didn't have time to show that because they had to put on the tag at the end, which was Man at Arms telling Tila that she has to peel potatoes because she disobeyed orders and left the castle vulnerable. And then also, she's a, a bad cook, apparently too. Because that's, that's the playful. Well, it's the 1950s, you know, when you're in the army and you have, that's your discipline. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly right. I was thinking uh, Man-at-Arms clearly is a military man to make her have to peel potatoes <laughs> for a punishment. This is also a good thing for her therapist. He used to make me peel potatoes. How many potato meals are they eating in that palace, I wonder? They're probably just going to all go to waste. They probably go to the peasants and stuff that we never see. Because you know King Randor would not be eating They're not potatoes. cooking for the peasants. <laughs> <laughs> And that's not good for, you know, Prince Adam's diet either. Like, that's just, you know, crazy carbo-loading. That's not going to help him with I his know. gains. He was so, he was so rude, rude about it. Like, Tila, I don't like your taters. <laughs> he was. <laughs> He's the worst. Well, what do you think about He-Man's moral at the end? He was not on a Sea-Doo. He was on Battle Cat, so it's already sketchy for me. Yeah, it was vague and unhelpful. <laughs> Think safety yeah. is what he said. Well, I don't know. Maybe this was for the people of Phantos, whom I've already discovered and discussed. Like, they don't have a great, you know, like, occupational health and safety board over there. So that sounds like something you would say, like, on a factory floor, like, where you're making photanium items. And, you know, he'd be like, think safety. That'd be good for them, but, like, that means nothing to a child. Oh, he went real broad. He was he was making you think about, you know, when you're on a beach or you're in a pool, you need to follow safety protocol. But even when people aren't around, think safety. What does that mean? That means nothing. He phoned it in. They yeah, got him. They were like, oh, where? Yeah. Man at Arms busy? Uh, hey, man, can you come in at the last minute and say <laughs> something? I, I yeah, this is moral was weak. It was well, Scott, just like, you are a life you are you are a lifeguard and you talk about lifeguards specifically. I yes, he did. And it was yes, they are safety people, I guess, but I I don't know what how that related back to the is this supposed to relate back to the story somewhat? I thought I it know. was supposed to and it did not. I mean safety. I mean maybe it's just phoning it in every once in a while because they, they couldn't relate it back to the storyline. I I feel like I was cheated, so I want you, Scott, a real lifeguard, <laughs> to tell me some safety protocol about being around the pool. Give me one. Give me a deeper cut. I mean, I know not to run around the pool. Tell me something people don't necessarily think about that used to drive you crazy at the pool. 
Um, uh, yeah, uh, the, the the diving we used to have a diving board, mm-hmm. and it was it did it had no spring on it because our, <laughs> our our pool was only like eight and a half or nine feet deep, and the only reason we had it is because we never had any accidents on it. And kids would kids would be running on that thing all the time and jumping and like bouncing like three or four times and like you like oh geez it was just nine d- feet deep that is dangerous yeah like I I would jump in and literally you'd have to like scoop up you know to <laughs> to not hit the ground oh my god yeah <laughs> it's fun though it's good it's good, it's good to have it it was uh and oh so the 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 one this is before i was there but they used to have a slide Mm -hmm. and locally they uh, pretty much every pool got rid of a slide because kids would slide off the side and break their arm or do something Uh like that i could see that yeah okay all right so the slide was fun but yeah it's not okay i feel edified now that's not thinking safety were you a safety patrol did you have that did you have that scott where and in school? school's only on cartoons and safety no, yeah, we, had, we had i mean hall hall monitor no person. which is really? similar yeah we had a thing called you i thought you had that no. at your school we had a thing called safety patrol when you're in fifth grade and it was run it was a program that was sponsored by triple a okay and you're in fifth grade and you get to wear an orange belt and it's like hall monitor you know and you get to like yell at the younger kids yeah and it was like a status symbol like at my school <laughs> like when you were off duty you would wear your belt like slung down low around your hips so everybody knows like i'm a safety patrol but i'm not I'm on break. i'm not on right now <laughs> that was thinking safety but really it just amounted to walking around the hallways instead of having to go sit like you know, in the cafeteria. Oh, that does sound pretty incredible. Well, it, uh, it kind of was. We, we used to have it in elementary school, but then when we went to high school, they kind of replaced them with, like, rent-a-cops. <laughs> and they would actually pay people to stand in the bathrooms so that kids wouldn't smoke in the bathrooms. It was, for, it was for your safety. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, I want to rate this episode. I want to rate it. Do you want to go first again, Rebecca, or do you need somebody else to take the heat first? I don't know. Okay. Now I feel pressured. All right. Well, I'm gonna go because now you feel pressured because okay. I made it high stakes. Yeah. You okay. I like having the new characters. I like I like the screen being very busy with all kinds of nonsense, so it gets points for that. I like the deep cut fantasy stuff about all the ore. You like too many things. Three out of five. Three photanium out of five because they were rude to Tila and the only good thing about it was Skeletor being mean to the Crone Ray lady and that was hilarious and then she was kind of funny too. Three out of five, my lowest score yet. This episode was the worst. I'm sorry. I just I had, to, I had to take over. That's what I think. All right. Well, that was kind of rude. So I'm going to go 3.6. <laughs> I don't even know if I've got a good reason. I just want to price it right You say all these things you like. You're like, oh, I just like this. I'm I trying like to be that. fair. I'm trying to be fair. But I agree that I don't like how they're treating Tila. But I do like seeing Tila getting in on the action. I do like her little blaster. I want to see more Tila. I'm sad that we're not going to see Strong Arm again. So points off for that. I might have wanted that toy. So three point six. Yeah. Fat Fantoniums. <laughs> Fat Fantoniums. Yes. Uh, I I was going to say three point five. Just sugar because cubes. They're, they're sugar cubes. Yes. <laughs> just, just just because the, the moral was terrible. Yeah. And the story was all right, but. Yeah, the stuff with you're just no. Thanks just, a lot, He Man. Yeah, you blew it this time. We enjoyed each other's company talking about it, but did not enjoy your episode. Get it together. Yeah. Oh, did you give a score before I just started talking? I did. Yeah. What was your score? <laughs> three and a half. Three and a half. half. Yeah. All right, so we're pretty close at three and a half. Yeah, I I was gonna give it a three, but I I'll give it a three and a half <laughs> after, after talking about it. Okay. You know what? Solidarity. Three point five. Three point five. I'm going back. Three point five sugar that's cubes. That's fine with me. I'm comfortable with my score. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm the Simon Cowell saying. of this podcast. <laughs> I don't care. Well, I'm going. I'm going to throw in our production notes right now, but please. Stay tuned on your tuners because we come back. I want to talk about our Tootsie Roll Bear leads. This is probably the only reason you're listening to this podcast Boo. now. It's going <laughs> to turn into the Tootsie Roll podcast if I had my way. Uh, we're going to be right back at the production notes. 
And now a few production notes. You can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or on our website at www.thewizardsnightshirt.com. And of course, you can download us on iTunes, where you can also leave us a review. Reviews help people find the podcast so it can grow. Please sign up for the newsletter through our Facebook page or website, and we can let you know when new episodes are out. Finally, if you have a question or comment for the show, please email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. Thanks. We appreciate your support. It's tough out there for an old gumshoe. People come to me with problems. They call the Tootsie Tip Line. Okay, so as promised, I want to revisit the Tootsie Roll teddy bear situation. If anybody's listening for the first time or needs a quick refresher, uh, about two weeks ago, we had a discussion about school fundraisers. Uh, and during this discussion, I mentioned that one of the best prizes in the catalog was this teddy bear who had curlers in its hair that had some Tootsie Rolls in it. And Scott and Rebecca were not having it. I was doubted. I was slandered. I was libeled. <laughs> and and so I have spoken about this at length in our newsletter, which everyone should sign up for because it's great. And there are lots of photos. And Rebecca doesn't even have the newsletter, so I talk about all kind of stuff. I know what's going on with the podcast. <laughs> okay, I'm sitting here. Okay, so we talked about I get the media. newsletter. Scott gets the newsletter, but I but I but 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 you probably don't read it. Um, I skim it. <laughs> um, well. I talked at length about how important this was and how important it is that I can be self-righteous and smug. And I got some, asked everybody to do some detective work so we can crack this case wide open. And I'm happy to report that we do have some promising leads that I would like to submit for Scott and Rebecca's consideration. All right. All right I need proof. Okay. And I want to Visual. see if you feel like we have enough proof, uh, and 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 where the case goes goes from here uh, is everybody okay yes. with this so far? Sock it to me. Okay. Uh, our first lead. Um, you know what? I'm not going to be coy about this. This this came from my sister. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> whatever gas leak was in your house that made you hallucinate this tootsie roll? Beard. Are you trying to throw out my evidence before I've even even read no, it? No, I want to hear it. Of the source. Hear about your, your <laughs> sister, Is this admissible? Your sister that you have tragically coerced into giving this testimony. Okay, go on. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Lin- Lindsay from Georgia begins. <laughs> um, I remember... <laughs> this sounds even more spurious as I'm reading it. I remember some sort of doll with Tootsie Roll as hair curlers. That's pretty matter of fact. I have had a, pa- I have had a, um, I have had somebody at work bring plastic dolls with Tootsie Rolls glued to their head as a thank you gift. I'm pretty sure I'll never stop having nightmares about it. <laughs> That's <laughs> so. This I think that was thing? just for our enjoyment. I don't think that was related. Is, oh, that, okay. is that all? Is That's that all? all it. Yeah. So this this tells us that there is a culture of Tootsie Roll head. Dolls. Do you eat the Tootsie Rolls off the glued doll? I think it's up to you. So, so what this is telling us is that there is a, a culture of Tootsie heads mm-hmm. where you come from. I think, is, that, is, it, is that what you call the people? I think it's just because, <laughs> I think it's because uh, curlers are so popular down there. I think every, I think everybody has a terry cloth road and curler, curlers and yelling at kids on your, on, on your porch down there. So... Um, that's pretty ironclad evidence to me. Um, do you need more? Or are you convinced? I, I'd like to hear more, please. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, oh, I almost forgot the most important thing. Everybody who's been um, checking in, all the gum shoes on this case, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be honored uh, at the end of uh, this little um, evidence discussion. So, so Lindsay, I really appreciate your contribution. I think that's ironclad evidence, uh, but they want to hear more. Okay. Our second piece of evidence... <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say, comes from Rebecca's sister. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so Heather from Tennessee. And she tells you that, that we had one. That that did not. That's not okay. true. Um, this this is a, a little lengthy, but I think I think I can get get through it. Okay. Um, Heather from Tennessee says, "I was born in, in 1978 and grew up in East Tennessee. I was an avid Barbie lover and generally mom to all my baby dolls. I'm happy to report to you, based on my subjective doll expertise, that Tootsie Roll dolls do not exist in my memory. 
I don't even know if I need to go on. Can yes. Um, mm-hmm. she's not an expert. As <laughs> I suppose it is possible that some sort of handmade doll that was sold at local Southern craft fairs, etc., could have fit this description. It was in the vendor catalog, Heather. We'll talk about it. After <laughs> all, we are the region that brought you knockoff cabbage patch dolls, shoelace hair bows, and toilet paper cozies shaped like pretty ladies' dresses, complete with plastic heads. However, a Tootsie Roll doll sounds pretty amazing, and I think I would have remembered seeing one if they were real. Also, thanks for the diet tips. The Prince Adam plan exceeds my dairy needs. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good example of how not to eat. Doing the Bismarck he dance in the cabbage patch, Heather from Knoxville. Um, so that gumshoe says there is no Tootsie Roll Bear. Well, it does not exist. <laughs> did did my sister write in? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my sister oh wrote my in. Gosh, no, this is no respect. This is a very serious, serious case. When times are tough, you can call the Tootsie Tip Line. Email rumors at the Wizards Night Short dot com. Jerry, come show me how to use this computer. And now it's time for Snake Mountain Hunters. Now is the time in our program when we would like to honor heroes who have investigated the Tootsie Roll Bear mystery. <laughs> and to honor our heroes, um, we would like to have Snake Mountain speak your name in honor. Okay, so our first hero is Lindsay. <laughs> and, uh, Lindsay, you are a hero to your country. <laughs> thank you for your service. Snake Mountain thanks you for your investigative efforts. Are you going to do that for everybody? <laughs> Heather, <laughs> you betrayed me, but you participated, and so we will still honor your name. That's our show for today. We want to thank you for listening, and please remember, you don't have to pay Merman if you don't give him any lines. Hey!